Whether it's not being good enough or thinking your students don't like your classes, limiting beliefs hold you back from teaching yoga at your best. Today, let's uncover limiting beliefs yoga teachers face every day. And let me also show you the most important thing you can do to take away their power. Welcome to Teaching Yoga with Ease, episode 42. My name is Patrick, and in this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tools to help you thrive as a yoga teacher. You learn how to align your body, mind, and soul, and teach without stress or worry, so you can keep inspiring your students every day. Shall we? Hello, hello, welcome to the pod. I am just coming back from yin yoga teacher training which was so cool to go back to school and to learn new stuff. And I taught yin yoga elements before in my classes, but I never systematically learned to do that. So now was my chance to dive in deeper and develop a real understanding of what yin yoga is all about and, of course, practice a lot. We went through all the yin yoga poses. We tried variations. We used props and tools. And I was basically on the floor for hours and hours. The best thing, though, and I told this already to my amazing email subscribers. By the way, if you haven't subscribed yet, follow the link in the show notes and do so as soon as possible. I told them that the best thing was adapting this training program to my needs. And although I've done so many trainings and immersions and workshops over the years, I never allowed myself to do this. I always followed the schedule meticulously. I was always there. I attended every minute of a program. And I often did so, among other reasons, because I wanted to get a certificate. In most programs I know you have to be there almost 100% of the time to get certified in the end. And here at the ashram where I live and where I did the yin yoga teacher training, it is 100% and they are very strict in keeping an eye on you, making sure you're always there. But this time I really felt I needed a bit more flexibility with my schedule. And I thought to myself, why do I want to do this yin yoga program? I don't really need another certificate from my office wall. <laughs> I really want to do it because of yin yoga, because I want to dive in deeper and get a better understanding. Hopefully learn something I can then pass on to my students. Sometimes when we are so used to following the rules and behaving in a way that is expected of us, like you have to be there, you have to get the certificate, we don't even think about other possibilities anymore. We suppress what we really need. But this time it was pretty clear to me I was only interested in specific parts of the training and I needed space and flexibility. And let me tell you, never have I taken a program with so much ease. I had a blast and I learned so much, both in terms of yin yoga, but also in terms of respecting my needs and adapting my environment to them. And I'm telling you this to maybe inspire you to give yourself permission to deviate from the rules and regulations of a training program you visit, or maybe also to deviate from the rule book for teaching yoga classes, if there's something like that in your studio. And really adapt those things to your needs, at least as much as you adapt yourself to those things. Gosh, that was a long preface. Okay. <laughs> but it's important to respect your needs and to adapt things to your needs. Okay. Today, I want to talk about limiting beliefs. 
something all of us experience all of the time, but most often without realizing that it is limiting beliefs. Let me give you an example. A new yoga teacher just got certified and they don't really dare to start teaching. They might say, I'm not ready yet. I didn't practice teaching enough in my yoga teacher training. I first need to get a better understanding of adjusts and of hands-on support. And to them, it will feel as if they're reporting how things are. They're simply not ready to teach. But really, I am not ready is a belief, a thought they have about themselves. And they might have a lot of evidence to back up this idea. So they keep telling themselves and maybe their friends or maybe people who want to attend classes with them, listen, I'm just not ready yet. And as they do not teach and postpone teaching all the time, they experience themselves not being ready. The initial thought becomes their result in teaching, in life. Their belief becomes reality. And there are tons of limiting beliefs all of us carry around that hold us back from doing things we think we're not good at. They also hold us back from things we think are not our cup of tea. And most paradoxically, they hold us back from doing the things we would love to do, such as teaching yoga. Limiting beliefs have such a strong hold on us that they kind of materialize in a reality we then experience. And that is such a bummer because there are tons of opportunities out there in the world, tons of students you could meet and introduce to yoga, amazing workshops or retreats you could offer, but you don't seize the opportunity just because your mind is holding you back. All the inspiration, all the joy, all the greatness you could contribute to this world won't be realized just because of your limiting beliefs. And that's exactly the reason why we need to speak about them today. And I'm going to share a few very common limiting beliefs in the world of teaching yoga. And one really easy thing you can do to loosen their grip on you so you can go on teaching yoga at your best. First of all, let's look at why limiting beliefs are holding us back. Because that's not a given, is it? A belief is just a thought in your mind. So how can a thought possibly hold you back from doing anything. And here comes our mindset model into play, the cascade of thoughts, feelings, and actions. Let me quickly remind you of how that works. You experience something in the world. For example, you're teaching a yoga class and at three out of 10 poses you teach, some of your students don't follow your cues or they look to their right, to their left for orientation. That is just what happens free from any judgment. And now comes your mind and it offers a thought like, I am really not good at this. Again, three out of 10, some students not following perfectly. And you say to yourself, I am not good at teaching yoga. You assign a judgment. You make the things you see mean something. And that's what we always do. All day long, we experience things in the world and we make them mean something. There's no problem with that in general. It just becomes a problem when you make it mean something derogatory about you or about other people. Your thinking then has an impact on your feelings. If you believe you're not good at teaching yoga, you will most likely feel disappointed or incapable or frustrated. And those feelings then affect your behavior. 
how you speak to yourself, uh, they affect the way you go about teaching yoga. For example, you might ruminate a lot. All those things that didn't go well in class, what disappointment and incapability also trigger is your willingness to teach another class, to face this experience once again. This cascade of thoughts, feelings and actions is the reason why limiting beliefs are able to hold you back. They ultimately affect your behavior. Now, let's make that more tangible and talk about some of the most common limiting beliefs among yoga teachers. These are things I hear over and over again, either in talking to coaching clients or in talking to my yoga teacher friends here at the ashram. And most of them, I have to admit, I also had them somewhere in my journey as a yoga teacher or as a mindset coach. And of course, these limiting beliefs keep on coming back each new challenge I face. So it's really good to get to know them. First one I often hear, especially from brand new yoga teachers, is the one I mentioned earlier. I am not ready yet. Those teachers think they don't have enough teaching practice. They insist they first need to become better at adjusts and hands-on. They need more prep before they can start teaching real people. If that is you, I know it feels so real. It feels as if you really don't know enough, as if you're really not experienced enough. But let me tell you, you are. And we had several episodes covering this topic already. It is, of course, just mindset. Remember, I did tell you that I taught yin yoga elements in my classes before ever attending formal training. And there are yoga teachers out there who never even attended yoga teacher training. And although you and I, we might agree that yoga teacher training is beneficial for becoming a good yoga teacher, it is totally possible to do without it. There are people like that out there and they are good at teaching yoga and they are successful. A limiting belief like I am not ready is especially tricky because it prevents you from ever getting ready. It holds you back from teaching your first classes because you think you need more knowledge or training or rehearsal first, whereas, that's at least my perspective, this is where most value and most growth for you as a yoga teacher lies, in teaching classes. If you keep following this belief of not being ready, there will always be another training program you want to attend, another thing you still need to learn before you will feel ready. Not working, my friend. So that might be one that has many new yoga teachers doubt their abilities. But as more experienced teachers, we have doubts and uncertainties too, right? There's always an area of expertise in which we don't feel strong enough. Maybe you think, I don't know enough about anatomy. Or maybe you experience yourself being physically not flexible enough to be like this role model of a yoga teacher. Or maybe you think, I am not very creative because you perceive yourself doing the same things over and over again. Let me remind you, there is a difference between what you experience and what you make that mean. You can teach the exact same class 10 times in a row and make that mean that you're not very creative. Or you can teach the same class 10 times in a row and be absolutely convinced that repeating the same poses is super beneficial for your students, the best thing you could offer them. If you think you lack creativity, you will feel a lot of disappointment and maybe lose sight of that repeating the same thing can be a creative choice. Whereas 
if you embrace repeating poses, you can sell the value of repetition to your students, make yourself and make them see why that's so important. I think you get the idea. Limiting beliefs are totally optional and you can work on your mindset and drop those thoughts that are currently holding you back. Without getting into too much detail, I want to share a few more common limiting beliefs and you can ask yourself whether that is something you have thought before. The two we already had were, I am not ready yet and I'm not very creative or not very flexible or not very fill in the blank. Here are some more. Other teachers are much better than I am and you can replace better with more inspiring or more at ease. This is a limiting belief that keeps you in the comparison trap. And by the way, there's a whole episode on comparison. It's number 24, where I offer some tips for what you can do when you compare yourself a lot to other teachers. Another limiting belief is they don't seem to like it. A thought that often surfaces when you have students who leave class early or they don't follow your cues or make funny faces. That's a belief that makes you want to appeal to all your students, try to meet their expectations instead of teaching at your best, teaching those things you deem important. There are, of course, many more limiting beliefs and maybe listening to this, you find one of your own that crosses your mind every now and then. That is, by the way, the most important thing you can do with those limiting beliefs if you want to start working on them and ultimately take away their power. Observe yourself and what's going on in your mind. Notice those limiting beliefs and how they affect you. And recognize them for what they really are. Only thoughts. So the observing and becoming conscious is super important. That's why I make this episode for you. And that's why I share a few common limiting beliefs. So you can observe yourself and see what resonates with you. Ultimately, we want to get rid of those nasty limiting beliefs, sure. But noticing them and understanding their impact is the first and the most important step to do that. Imagine you were a brand new yoga teacher, or maybe you are, and you find yourself hesitating to teach those first classes. When you ask yourself why you hesitate, the answer might feel like the truth, like the facts of where you're at, but it really is limiting beliefs you're telling yourself in that moment. So that's a good way to find out what you're thinking. Once you notice those beliefs, it is much easier to work on them. It becomes something within your awareness and something within your control. That doesn't mean you will be able to let go of all of them right away. Your mind is probably used to thinking some of them for many, many years, but noticing them will for sure get you a lot closer to letting them go. Become conscious of what's going on in your mind and then start taking responsibility for it. I hope today's episode inspires you to do so. And if you feel so inspired that you want to take action and you want to start working deliberately on your mindset to become a better yoga teacher, let's hop on a call. I'm so curious to hear what you are currently struggling with, what you already tried where you seem to hit a ceiling. And I'm happy to explore with you how mindset coaching can help you tackle those things and teach yoga at your best. You'll find all the details in today's show notes and I'm looking forward to maybe meeting you soon. Have an amazing day, have great classes this week and I'll talk to you soon.
Bye.